Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy, or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Vayetze, Out He Went, which is something most of us probably won't be doing much of this week. Once again, there's so many juicy stories in the Parsha that I'll try to recap them all as quickly as I can. So Jacob leaves home for Haran and lays down to sleep. He dreams of a ladder going up to heaven with angels going up and down, and God promises to take care of him. Jacob wakes up surprised to be in a holy place. He finally makes it to Haran and meets his cousin Rachel at the well, and it's love at first sight. Rachel brings him home to meet her family, and her father Laban agrees that Jacob can work for him in exchange for marrying Rachel. After seven years of work, Laban throws them a wedding feast but swaps in Rachel's older sister Leah. Jacob is pissed but agrees to continue work for another, working for another seven years for Rachel and then gets to marry her too. Apparently, continuing the family tradition, Rachel struggles to get pregnant, but Leah actually has no problem and gives birth to a bunch of sons. In a moment of sibling rivalry, Rachel decides to give Jacob one of her handmaidens so that she can have sons through him, through her. Then Ra- Leah does the same, so Jacob's brood goes, grows to ten sons and one daughter named Dina. Eventually, Rachel gets pregnant and gives birth to Joseph, at which point Jacob decides it's time to leave and works out a deal with Laban for which sheep he can take. Then he engages in some trickery to make sure that all the sheep will be his. Laban doesn't want to let him go, so Jacob and his family try to sneak away. Rachel steals an idol on the way out, and Laban pursues them, accusing Jacob of theft. Rachel manages to keep the idol hidden. Laban and Jacob make a peace treaty, and Jacob and their family start their long journey home. I have to say, even though I know that Jacob is our protagonist, it's actually kind of nice to see him get his comeuppance for his skullduggery against Esau in the previous Parsha. And as I talked about last week, Jacob's a complex character who regularly lies and cheats, but also has these real moments of sensitivity and brilliance. This week, he utters one of my favorite lines in the entire Torah. Kind of redeems him in my eyes. After his dream about the ladder to heaven, he wakes up and says, totally full of surprise, Whoa, God is in this place, and I had no idea. Awesome. This must be the home of God, the gateway to heaven. I love it because it's beautiful, and it just feels so relatable. Like, I want to be the kind of person who moves through the world with a constant awareness of holiness, but honestly, it's not possible. And even for Jacob, the original God wrestler, it wasn't possible. So those moments that surprise us, where we suddenly feel like we're encountering something divine, they're just little delights. What I learned from Jacob this week is not that we should feel ashamed of missing holiness in the world around us. We're human. It happens. Instead, we should work on opening ourselves up to the possibility of encountering God at any moment. There's a prayer written by Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, which I say every morning, and I want to share it with you. He writes, Dear Lord, grant me the grace of wonder. Surprise me, amaze me, awe me in every crevice of your universe. Every day, enrapture me with your marvelous things without number. I do not ask to understand the reason for it all. I only ask to share the wonder of it all. I hope this week brings you opportunities for wonder, reminders to keep your eyes and ears and heart open to surprise and delight. See you next week. 